0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Art Blog Radio. I am your host for today, Whit Lopez. I'm super excited to be here with Cristal Sotomayor, who is a local filmmaker that's doing really amazing and really, really important work that's pertinent to the culture of Philadelphia and the very fabric of our lives. Thank you and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're a filmmaker. What got you into filmmaking?
1: Um, well, really, it kind of started when I went to Bryn Mawr College and I was going to do pre-med and then I realized that that was not really the track for me. And so I leaned more towards, um, the film program that they had there. And also I really wanted to do like journalism and so documentary is kind of like a, happy in between of both of those. It allows me to kind of really get to know a community and tell a really personal, intimate story and also has sort of this journalistic background where um, like investigating the the issues that are affecting a community. That's Mm -hmm. wonderful,
0: that's wonderful. So you focus mostly on documentary when you're making
1: films? Yes, yeah, documentary.
0: So what got you specifically
1: into documentary work? I think what really drew me to documentary was being able to tell real stories that were affecting um, local communities. Because oftentimes I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes that are seen, especially in like big Hollywood film. And I think documentary really gives us a chance of looking at our real lives, at looking at nonfiction and seeing something different there. And I also think that there's a lot of opportunities in documentary and there's like very little opportunities in, in, narrative, in narrative films. So like Hollywood is impossible, but like documentary, there's a lot of programs to help like young filmmakers of color. Um, yeah, and I, I just really didn't wanna do something that wasn't rooted in truth, at, at least for like my first film. Like I, I just really wanted to work with a specific community Um, which is like Juntos and the Latinx immigrant community in South Philly. Um, And then from there, I mean, I might eventually do a narrative film, but I just know, like, it's just so difficult to break into that part of film that I just wanted to stick with something that I felt more comfortable, which was um, documentary. Because, I mean, all I have to do really is, like, buy a camera, and for pretty much all of the film, it was just me with a camera filming everything so yeah
0: that's wonderful so you mentioned juntos you mentioned the latinx community here in philadelphia specifically in south philadelphia which brings us closer to your film that you've been working on and that you're currently uh, in post-production with mm-hmm. yeah post-production yeah. and it's called expanding sanctuary And it focuses specifically on the work that's being done by the organization Juntos and the work that's being done by Latinx activists around Philadelphia. So can you tell us about the focus of Expanding Sanctuary?
1: Yeah, so the film follows um, the campaign to end the sharing of the police database called PARS with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. So despite being a sanctuary city for over 10 years, the city had this agreement. It was literally a contract that they had with ICE allowing them full access to the police database. So if you were stopped by the police, not necessarily even having committed a crime, um, but they had taken your information and it had gone into the PARS database, then there was a chance that you could be detained or deported. Um, And it really was unconstitutional, an unconstitutional practice. Everybody has the right to defend themselves, and everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But with this practice, um, the information was instantly sent to ICE, so they were just constantly monitoring what was coming in, and they would racially profile given um, the country of origin and whether or not you had a social security number. So, really, it was a really horrible practice of discriminating against communities of color and another form of incarceration and surveillance in Philly. Um, And so the film follows the campaign to end it. And so they ended up winning. Um, And Philly was like one of the first cities in the country to end this policy. Um, And really, like, it's a happy story. Despite, like, all of these kind of systems working against the community, they were able to come together and organize uh, like protests and um, different actions to to end this policy, especially now at a time when um, immigrants and Latinx communities are being so um, targeted. Um, the fact that they're able to like come together and have this kind of historic win is really important and often isn't seen. Like Latinx. People and immigrants are often um, like negatively stereotyped, and um, yeah, this film really like changes that. Like, they're not victims; they're not bad guys. So they are, you know, powerful. Um, and we follow like one particular person. Her name is Mindy Hernandez, and she is she kind of like became the face of the campaign, and she's so sweet. I love her so much. Um, because she kind of was like a little bit shy, like when she was coming to like the first meetings about the the PARS campaign, and then she really like started to become really like empowered and really became the face of the campaign, like leading protests, and she even used her own wedding as like a protest um, during the city hall occupations. So, really, like we follow her and kind of her development. Um, as, and that kind of goes to show like, you know, how the campaign kind of happened. Um, but she's really like the the focal point and I love her so much. <laughs> she's like the most relatable, like beautiful person ever. So um, yeah, we're all very excited about the film.
0: I'm really excited about the film. So I saw the promo video and I, I saw the folks working in Juntos, I saw Linda in there. And I saw the part where you know they, they're going to their wedding reception. And then immediately after the wedding reception, she's protesting in her wedding dress and her new husband in his tuxedo. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing that I've ever seen because I don't think that I've seen anyone actually go to a protest on like their wedding day. But to see that was like, that's life changing to me. To me, at least, yeah. you know, like this is something that I've never seen before. And it really lets me know the level of commitment and how serious something like this is to someone. Because, you know, it's like your wedding day is like the one day that people are like, oh, we have off from everything in the world. But it's like, this is an issue that's so important that it, it impacts every aspect of people's lives. And it's something that you would think about even on your wedding day, right, which is why Linda up, ends up at City Hall, right after leaving the wedding reception. Or at least to my knowledge from the, from the promo video that this is what happens. Um, I really, really love that scene. Um, and I love what I see so far from the film. I love your editing style. I love what you're putting together and the work that you put into this. How long did it take you to put together or to get all of the footage that you've gotten for this film?
1: Um, yeah, so I started filming in like March 2018, and then I kind of filmed until like the end of the year, really, until like December 2018, because I had to do all of the interviews after having shot everything. So the bulk of like all of the observational footage is like March until pretty much like end of July, and then from there it was just scheduling interviews with um, like Junto staff, with Ninda, um, yeah, so that's, that.
0: you know. So can you talk a little bit more about the wedding scene?
1: Yeah, so, um, like the first day that I went to, to film at the Juntos office, I honestly had like no idea what I was doing really. Like I had been talking with uh, Miguel, who's the communications manager at Juntos for several months, honestly. Um, trying to get in, and then he told me, come to this, uh, he said, like, town hall meeting with the youth, and that ended up not being a town hall meeting with the youth. (laughs) Um, So I came in totally unprepared, but I just, you know, winged it, and um, it it kind of worked out. But um, at that first meeting, I met Linda, and she came up to me and was like, do you do event videography? Like, could you take videos and, like, photos of, you know, An event and I was like a quinceanera and she (laughs) because I've never been to a quinceanera and I've always wanted to be at a quinceanera yeah so I was like super excited I was like I know she has a daughter hopefully I can go to this (laughs) quinceanera I've always wanted to go and then just like as we were filming it kind of turned out that it was her wedding (laughs) and (laughs) I really (laughs) didn't know that was happening um, so like we met up before the wedding, um, like a few weeks before the wedding, at like this coffee shop, and you know I was like, oh, like the the occupation that was at the ice building on I think it's like eighth, six, six, seven, something like that. Um, it was it was moved to City Hall, and I was like, you know what? It would be so great if you could just. Like, go in your wedding dress with, like, some posters and, like, end pars. Like, that would be such a good story to tell your, like, grandchildren. I was just joking. I was straight up just joking. And then she was like, yes, yes, let's do it, let's do it. So I was, I, like, I know. I didn't really think she was going to go for it. I was just, like, straight up joking. And then she was like, yes, and then day of, like, I shot her wedding, um, and I gave her, like, all the footage and the photos and everything, um, and, yeah, like, literally as soon as she got married and, like, exchanged the vows and the rings and everything, she, like, hopped in an Uber and went to City Hall and, like, you know, did a protest there, so it was really, like, fate (laughs) meeting her and, like, having, like, joined that first meeting and like having met her then was, yeah, it was fate.
0: That is wonderful. That is really, really wonderful. Like I was, yeah, I, I love that scene so much. It really, it's so impactful. It's so impactful. Um, so what got you into the arts before you got into filmmaking or was filmmaking your first foray into the arts?
1: Well, I mean, I always wanted to be like a writer, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I was kind of interested in journalism. But then I was really drawn to film. Um, I don't know, I've just seen so many incredible, just incredible films that I just, I don't know, I was drawn to it. And then it wasn't until like I did this like program um, called Next Doc. And it was, it was really like life changing um, because it was with... It was, like, a group of young, emerging filmmakers of color. And we all just, like, met in this, like... It it was kind of like a camping film retreat thing where there were um, different documentary filmmakers there. And that was really when I, like, decided I wanted to do documentary. Because before then, I was a little bit iffy about documentary, mostly because I hadn't really... I'd mostly seen like, talking head films, and I'm not really a fan of talking head films, but then I did this program, and I met other, like, amazing filmmakers of color who are really, like, changing the field and using film in a different way, like, um, like, there's this awesome film called, like, Who Streets, and it's about, Mm. like, Ferguson, like, what happened in Ferguson, and that film, like, like when i saw that film it like changed my life and like that film like really inspired this film a lot um cuz i really want to use a lot of the social media videos that they have and i know that like the filmmaker really made an effort to like work with the community and she was like very deeply embedded and um like actually like knows everybody in the film like very intimately compared to like the other films that have been made about ferguson that have been made without like any consideration of privilege or class or like representation at all. Um, I don't know, that film like really inspired me. And then um, I I got this fellowship at Scribe to do, it's called like Film Scholars. And it's like a year's worth of mentorship and workshops to make a documentary. And so that really, you know, made me have to hustle (laughs) and like make a film. Um, but I would always wanted to work with Juntos because I was, I deeply admire their work and everything that they do. And I mean, like, I'm Latina and my family, they're immigrants, so I, I just really wanted to, like, make a film that kind of reflected my background. I'm not necessarily from that community that I'm working with, but, I mean, we share so many of the same experiences and, you know... I don't know, I just, I love everybody there, so I'm so I'm so glad that Juntos let me in. Um, it was a lot of pestering, but they <laughs> they finally let me in. <laughs> it's a lot of coming back and <laughs> asking over and over again, but yeah.
0: That's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad that they gave you the opportunity to do that, and I'm glad that you had it in your heart, based on your own lived experiences, to do this work, to, to really get into it, so... I appreciate it. Um, For me, uh, like my father's side of the family is from Puerto Rico and so we don't necessarily have the same experience at all. Um, But it's important to me because of that, because of the privilege that Puerto Ricans have in having US citizenship and not having to have the same experiences. It's important to me that as a Puerto Rican, I understand that and that I am able to try to use this privilege to make sure that the voices of those who don't have that privilege are heard. So I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you talking about it. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I think it's wonderful, and I think it's very important to people's lived experiences. Um, We see what's happening right now at the border, and it's disgusting. It's terrible, and it needs to stop. Like, it absolutely needs to stop. Um, it's, It's heartbreaking, and it's... Too many people are sitting back and not doing enough. Too many people are looking, shaking their head, and saying, "Oh, you know, I wish someone would do something about this." But the someones who can do something about it are each and every one of us. Every single one of us who is not in a cage right now. Every single one of us who is not, you know, struggling to not be deported. The, we're the people who need to be doing something about this, you know. And and so I'm glad that you're here and that you're doing something about it and that you're helping the rest of us to know what to do about it. Or you're showing us the work that's being done behind the scenes at organizations like Juntos so that we can support the people who are doing the things about it. So thank you. And uh, how can we support you to continue doing this work?
1: You can check out our website, expandingsanctuary.com. And there's like a button there to donate if you're interested, or maybe just following along on social media. Um, Yeah. but. No, that's
0: great. That's great. Thank you. And how can we support the work that Juntos and organizations like Juntos and the activists at Juntos are doing?
1: Yeah, so you can definitely follow Juntos on, you know, also social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and their website, I think, is vamosjuntos.org. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're an incredible organization working in Philly to protect immigrants. Um throughout the city and providing information, and also guiding um, allies who are interested in helping but don't quite know how to help. I would suggest uh, checking out some of their programming, um, joining their like mailing list, because they send out a lot of emails um, for like events that allies could definitely help at.
0: So are there any documentary makers or filmmakers who inspire you, whether they're local or national, international?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of documentary filmmakers that inspire me, like the director of Who Street, Sabah Follian, probably butchering her name. Like, I think that film really, ins- like, was an inspiration in making this film and, like, wanting to work with a community. Um, and then I have to say, like, Cecilia Darondo, who made the film um, Memories of a Penitent Heart. That film is so good it's about um her kind of looking into her family's secrets um and like what happened to her uncle who they told her had passed away from cancer but actually like died of hiv and kind of like looking into um like queerness and latinidad and um kind of like the the secrets in the family sort of thing um and just the way that she uses like archival footage and like archival materials like photos and um like bus passes and like ids like she just like compiles everything into like a mosaic that she uses throughout the film and it's just it's so wonderful um who else you know there's so many incredible filmmakers that deeply inspire me so i those are just two (laughs) yeah
0: no, that's great. That's really wonderful. So you've done work in film or around film, based in film, all over the city at a bunch of different organizations. Um, I believe you've also worked at the Latin American Film Festival as
1: well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm Festival Programming Coordinator for the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival. So I help with uh, programming um, like the shorts and features that we show throughout the festival weekend, and then the other screenings that we have outside of the festival weekend. Um, Yeah, I would recommend if you're interested in uh, Latinx cinema um, made in the U.S. and like nationally, I would suggest coming out. We're um, going to be in, our next festival is July Yeah, so our next festival is July 2020. So, um, yeah, the festival just happened, like, two months ago. Um, Yeah, and you can check out our website. It's, like, FLAF.org, like, P-H-L-A-F-F dot org. Um,
0: So on the the website, we can find, like, deadlines for the film festival if folks want to submit?
1: Yeah, there's submission deadlines. Yeah, submission uh, deadlines and... um, more information on the festival if you're interested in volunteering or maybe just supporting and following us as well. There's all the links on there. That's wonderful. That's exciting.
0: Are there ways for new filmmakers to be supported by the festival?
1: Yeah, so, um, this year we kind of, uh, did something different. So we're like four, we're, this year we, we're, okay. <laughs> so this year, um, we extended our festival by a day so we're typically three days and now we're four days Um, and what we really wanted to do was add more programming for local filmmakers so we had like a scholarship program which we're probably going to continue Um, and then we had different filmmaking workshops for people of all ages really Um, but then we also have a youth program Um, it's our youth salon Um, It brings, uh, like, high school and middle school students to the festival, and we also show their films. Um, So really, we have things for people of different experience levels and ages, and we also have, like, a lot of films that are, you know, free of charge. So if you're just interested in stopping by and maybe seeing a film and learning more, um, I definitely just recommend, yeah, just coming by. That's wonderful. Do you have any
0: words of wisdom for young Latinx filmmakers who might be looking up to the work that you're doing? The amazing work that you're doing, they should be looking up to you. Do you have any advice for them and how they can get into it, get into the field?
1: Um, well, I would suggest with documentary, like we're very like, documentary filmmakers are so accessible. They're just, like, normal people who, with a camera. <laughs> That's the way I think about it. Because if you try to, like, talk to, like, a narrative filmmaker, they're, you know, in Hollywood. So you, it's kind of hard to talk to them. But, um, yeah, I would suggest, like, trying to uh, join different, like, Facebook groups. For me, that was, like, a big place where I learned information about, like, what fellowships and scholarships to apply to. So, like, I would suggest Brown Girls Doc Mafia which is for um, like women and like gender non-conforming folks of color. Um, and, and that's like a really incredible resource because honestly my favorite filmmakers are on there. <laughs> and it's like a little, it's, it's hilarious because I'm like, oh my gosh, I deeply admire this filmmaker and they just commented on my post. So go there. Um, definitely a really great starting place. And then, um, if you're like Philadelphia-based, I have this group called Philadelphia Women Filmmakers. And it's like women, gender nonconforming conforming folks um, who are interested in filmmaking in Philly. And so I just kind of, I mean, a lot of people post on there just events that are happening. Um, and then I would suggest also reaching out to the different organizations in your area that help with filmmaking. So like in Philly, it would be like PhillyCam and Scribe. And then also definitely volunteering at your local film festivals. Um, You don't have to be, like, if you want to volunteer at the Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival, like, you don't have to be Asian American to do it. Like, you can just really love film and go there. So I suggest definitely volunteering there because it gives you, like, access to um, the festival staff and filmmakers. And really, like, all of the festivals in Philly are incredible. Um, yeah, those would be my top pieces of advice, yeah. And that's
0: wonderful advice. Thank you much, Cristal, for coming by our blog radio, for lending your brilliance, for telling us how we can get involved, you know, how we can be civically engaged in the fight to abolish ICE and to make the United States a more welcoming place for people who deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing with us your film, about your film, Expanding Sanctuary. I look forward to it coming out. I look forward to the full piece so I can learn more about the work that's being done by the organization Juntos. Many thanks to you, Cristal. And this has been Art Blog Radio. If you're looking to listen, you can listen on our website. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.